Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I am pleased to have with me today Rita Ohaya. Thank you, Rita, for joining me. How are you today? I am well. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Hopefully, I can impart um, valuable resources to your audience. So I'm excited. Yeah, I think, I think you have some specialized knowledge that a lot of small businesses aren't even aware of. So I'm excited to, to have you share. Well, why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself quickly and let the audience know who you are and kind of what you're about. And I'm going to share this live feed a few places. Okay, perfect. My name is Rita Haya, as you mentioned, Krista, and uh, I am a senior level professional with a diversified background in program management management within the social equity realm. So I'm well-versed in small business enterprise, disadvantaged business, uh, business enterprise, excuse me, veteran business enterprise environments and well-versed in those types of programs. So as a result, over the years, I've acquired strategic and analytical skills um, with proven success in developing and implementing advocacy and diversity program initiatives. So currently, I'm working on my um, doctoral degree of my dissertation um, in the area of public administration with California Baptist University. And uh, I work with um, a professional services firm called and we're handling um, a lot of the, the planning and the program integration for the California High Speed Rail Authority. On the oh, wow. Very famous high speed rail project, <laughs> the first in the United States and in California. Um, yeah. Previously, I worked with the San Diego County Regional Airport Authority handling a lot of their infrastructure and aviation delivery type projects in the small business realm, of course. And then before that, I was with LA Metro handling a lot of their um, infrastructure, transit, highway projects, and monitoring them for compliance. So to sum all that up, <laughs> my niche is small business programs, small business initiatives, and implementing them for um, transit agencies, aviation agencies, and now in the private sector with WSP. So it's important to know, though, I'm not representing any one of those agencies in our conversation today. I just want to impart knowledge that I feel there's a gap within the small business community. Right. And that's why I thought it would be so interesting to have you on because you did have that experience previously working on the public side of things and now yes. you're in the private sector. So you kind of, you understand it from both perspectives and I think that's a really unique um, thing to offer. Now we got to take a quick step back though, because I did see that in when, when uh, we first connected, I saw on your profile and in your signature, that you are you are currently working on your dissertation right now. Yes, yes, I'm currently working part, on. Which part okay. of it are you on? Well, we're going to be finishing up our curriculum in the next five weeks. So we're at the phase where we're giving a proposal about what our dissertation is going to be on. Interesting enough, I got off the conversation with my dean this morning. Uh, which, you know, I was freaking out because I'm like, I have so many different components to help me narrow it down because that's when you go down the tunnel of literature review, you come up with so many variables that you want to look at. And yeah. we know that's like cause for failure. So I got off the phone with her, finally kind of narrowed my topic and I'm excited about that. So the goal is to be done by August, 2021. I'm looking forward to it. I want my life back, but it's an exciting journey. Well, and so your dissertation, you said it's in the area of public administration, but what's your specific uh, topic? My topic, I'm 
as it relates to small business program, I'm trying to explore, examine the implications that public-private partnerships, the model of procurement has on um, governing small business or social equity programs. Okay. Which is one that I'm going to talk about, the disadvantaged business enterprise. So we know the P3 model is kind of novel to our industry, but it's, it's gaining a lot of momentum, a lot of attention, especially in the transportation sector. So I'm interested in exploring how this new model that oftentimes blurs the line uh, between the, the private and the public sector intentionally, right. but that kind of uh, impacts what the contractual terms look like. Okay. And to be able to govern a small business program, such as the ones we monitor, the contractual terms need to be clear. So just kind of ex examining that, uh, coming up with best strategies of how to make sure that diversity and inclusion is an important element of the P3 project. Very cool. I'm, and I, I'm very curious about this situation because I personally am in the midst of my dissertation as well. Really? Uh, yes, I'm actually starting my field study next week with interviewing businesses oh, locally. So I'm, I'm, I'm expecting yeah, to in August of so this August. So I'm, yeah, I defended my proposal in um, about three weeks ago successfully, and now I'm doing the field study and. Yeah. <laughs> so you're expected to be done this August, like within the yeah. next couple of months? Oh, yeah, the end of August. My, cause I, my, I'm doing it through Liberty University Online, and I have a very strict, they have like a really structured schedule. Um, mm -hmm. and so I will be defending it. So like they basically have you finish it, and then you'll defend and publish um, in the fall. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of, the, it's the, they've readjusted the scheduling, so I'm not exactly sure. I've talked to my advisor. All I know is I'm, I, I have my first draft of my findings, presentation of my findings due July 5th. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'm excited for you. <laughs> and I'm praying that you are able to contain that aggressive schedule. Yeah. Uh, I applaud you for still doing this, even with all that you have on your plate. No, oh, it's crazy. It's but, you know, so you're talking about a literature review. I mean, I literally, I, I cried and cried through the literature oh. review. That, that is a beast. You know, my literature it really is, is about 55 pages. So, I, yeah. But that's good that you found that much research. That's the area I'm struggling, finding yeah. enough research. To well, so I'm doing my area of social media, um, using social media for customer service purposes for small businesses. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, that was part of what took me so long is it, why I cried is because there's, there's not much out there. There's just yeah. academic literature on what I'm studying is very minimal, which is why everybody in my school is excited that I'm doing this. But doing the literature review was really grueling. To, yeah, to I can imagine. I had to really dig deep into like kind of weird things that sort of semi-related to what I was doing just to try and find. Right. But ultimately, your findings will have a magnitude of impact in the community. So so that's great. That's what I'm hoping. It sounds like you as well. So we're, we're both working out things that are going to help small businesses too, which I yes, love. Yes, I think all. So getting back on track to the small business then, can you kind of just explain, I think a lot of my viewers might not really be um, kind of aware of what these public contract opportunities for small business, what, what does that even mean? Like, can you kind of define the just the general topic? Well, let me lay, let me lay foundation because um, over the years I've had the opportunity of actually being in the community. So beyond monitoring compliance, you know, and this means and making sure that contractors are meeting their terms. I go out in the community to outreach to small businesses. And what I consistently find is they don't know 
that there are opportunities in our realm. So, so what really happens, and a lot of agencies are doing a good job gaining some um, momentum and making sure they're pushing awareness. Um, there's a lot of public agencies that have come up with interesting and very aggressive initiatives to attract small businesses. But what we're missing is that small businesses actually coming and learning about it. Um, but as a condition of receiving funds, federal funds, state funds, local funds, any public funds, a lot of public agencies have to ensure that they have participation from small minority women-owned businesses. Okay. Now, this is with all public agencies across the board. I can really only speak to my experience in the transportation sector, but just based off of the research that I've done and through my peers, there's other public agencies that do engage in these types of programs. But going back to the transportation sector, as a condition of receiving federal funds um, directly from one of the modes of transportation, such as federal highway administration, federal, federal aviation, federal transit, federal railway, that can go on, we have to implement these initiatives. Um, they came out as a result of, in a public area, once upon a time, there was some discrimination and outsourcing. So as a way of combating that, receiving federal funds is now contingent upon that program. Right. So to drive it home for small businesses, these public agencies need you <laughs> because they have to meet the goals that they set um, of, of the amount of money and the amount of grants that they're receiving. A percentage of it has to go to small businesses. Okay. So in order to fulfill that goal, they need small businesses. Right. Unfortunately, not a lot of small businesses know that public use contractors, but right. we know public can achieve everything they want to achieve unless there is some private involvement. Right. So they put out bids, they put out solicitation, they have awareness events, they have certification um, seminars and webinars. And I'm hoping that with a lot more of us going on platforms such as yours, um, we can we can spread the, the wealth like, come, you know, learn about your Caltrans, learn about your LA Metro, learn about your San Diego Airport Authority, learn about your high-speed rail, mm -hmm. the California Authority, because ultimately there's a lot of money that's been set aside for small businesses to do business within those agencies. Right. And, and you know, I, I've kind of, been, I, even though I'm not super familiar with the area, I've been aware of this, but I, you know, I don't, it's not something I often point the small businesses that I work with to look into. Um, what I am aware of kind of from my side and my experience in working with some larger private companies is even though private companies do this, you know, yeah. some of the private companies, the reason they're able to do what they do is because they contract out a lot of smaller things. Exactly. Smaller yeah. And, and perfect point. Services. Yeah. Perfect point. Because my role with WSP right now, as a small business officer is ensuring that WSP is in compliance with the program and we're doing everything that we can to utilize small businesses, right? To increase our small business, veteran business right. um, participation. So people like me are going out in the community and I'm searching. And a lot of the question that I get is, well, what possibly would you need me for? Um, I provide supplies. I need supplies. Uh, what kind of supplies do you provide? Uh, I need cups, anything you can think of. I think sometimes uh, a lot of small businesses think that their their scope is so specialized, but it's really not. 
because I feel like as a small business that haven't worked with entrepreneurs, um, if you can prove that there's a need for your service, oftentimes if there's a will and there's there's the resources, yeah. we can use it and right. you know, just build your case adequately and show why we need you and we'll do everything we can to to explore options of bringing you on board. Right, and I love that yeah. you specifically mentioned kind of the three categories, minority-owned, women-owned, and veteran-owned. And pretty much mm -hmm. in my audience of both people out here, social media people that I, workshops I've taught from my own clients, pretty much all of them fall into at least one of those categories. I feel like almost very mm -hmm. few don't fall into one of those categories. So that's hopefully some, hopefully some of those business owners hear this or see this because- I hope so too. There's, mm -hmm. a, there's a lot of, there are a lot of opportunities. So how can a business owner kind of get started with finding out about these opportunities then? Well, they're going to have to do their homework um, because, uh, unfortunately, there is no one-stop shop, right? So they're going to have to identify the public agencies in their area, and there's public agencies everywhere. And if, even if you're interested in working on the federal level, right, you're going to have to do some research. But the, the key challenge to use when you're searching is small business programs, right? Okay. Federal small business programs, state small business programs. You could put in small business enterprise, diversity, um, business enterprise, disadvantaged business enterprise. Those, those are the key terms that you can search. And what I found that works with small businesses, once they do that homework, they identify the top five agencies they wanna work with, right? Based on um, what type of work they do, what area they're in, you can, Nine out of 10 times, you can find out who the small business officer is mm -hmm. and get in contact with the small business officer. That's essentially your gateway into that agency or into that firm. So big firms like WSP, your AECOM, your Swinniton, your Clark, any big firm you can think of that does business in the public area, oftentimes we do have a small business officer that will walk you through the steps you need to take for that agency or for that organization to make sure you have the resources and to make sure that you have the know-how right. to be able to compete for those for those projects. Right. So really the biggest hurdle is kind of starting with that Google search, finding those yeah. agencies and then finding the right contact person. But once you once they find somebody like you, then that person's gonna be able to tell them what to do, right? Yeah. Or even um, now we have LinkedIn. Go on LinkedIn. Find someone from an agency or type in small business officers, small business advocates, and you're going to get a lot. And I did this this morning just to make sure uh, yeah. I'm providing work. Um, it's going to give you a list of options within your connect and just connect with the person and ask, ask a simple question. This is what I'm looking for. Can you please direct me? Right. And a lot of the times we want to direct you because it benefits us. It helps right. us with accomplishing our mission and our goals. So, so right. the, we're out there, you just gotta come find us. <laughs> right, and, uh, like with, with the public agencies, like you said, they have that money that they can't spend it unless it goes to small businesses. So they- Yeah, really a percentage of it has to go to small businesses. Yeah, so there really is an incentive right. to utilize small businesses. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful, that's wonderful. So, um, you know, what, what types, can you talk about some stories of small businesses you've worked with and how um, how getting one of these contract opportunities with a larger firm or a public entity has helped them or the impact it's had on their business? 
Wow. Uh, well, there's a lot of them. <laughs> I think over in my limited time, within 10 years of being in this field, I've, I've monitored more than 300 contracts or something like that. And um, oftentimes there are a few tearjerkers that, uh, that, that has been in my profession, but I did work with, um, it's a security company and we worked diligently with him to get his business registered, to get him certified and, and to able to get him to a place where he can compete for, for security contracts. And wow. a lot of people might think there isn't a lot, but there is, especially when we're doing construction on the field. We need security. We need some policing in that area. Okay. And oftentimes I've contracted out. Um, so we did that. And today, I think he has a total of six contracts within the public arena. Wow. Right? All of which gaining over $100,000. Wow. So we understand that it is challenging as a small business, right? You, you've already taken the hard part, which is saying, I'm going to go out on my own and I'm going to start a business. That's, that's in it, that in itself is scary for wow. anyone. And uh, we want to make sure that we're providing you the resources to be successful and to be sustainable. So in, in, along the lines of that story, I've helped a lot of small businesses kind of cultivate their way. Right, and I've also helped them re-strategize um, because I have had a few examples show up in the office and say, "I want to do this, and this is great." I'm like, "Okay, well, let's let's scale back a little. Let, let's understand what it is exactly you want to do, and maybe I can I can help place you in the right market um, and with the right people." One of the biggest things I've learned, and I continue to impart in small businesses, it is about networking. You do have to network. Because oftentimes an agency wants to cultivate a relationship with the businesses they're going to be outsourcing with because there's a there's a a part of that that's trusting you to deliver. Yes, there's contractual terms that you do have to deliver, but we wanna know what kind of work you've done before. We wanna gain some momentum with you, we wanna be able to network with you so I can call you and ask you, Hey, so what's your schedule? What's going on? Because we haven't heard um so I encourage all small businesses to network to the extent that's possible, especially with everything that's going on right now. There is still there's still avenue to meet people that you want to meet. Now yeah. you just have to use Zoom, Google Meet, Microsoft Teams, whatever is available to you at this point. This might be a good a good time because they don't really have to step out of their comfort zone. They can have a call like this one, and we can discuss opportunity to do business. But I, I hope I answered your question because there's yeah. just a lot of examples of, of areas where I've worked with small businesses to kind of make sure they're sustainable in this industry. Well, and I love that. The example of uh, the security services, for example, I mean, you said six contracts, each over $100,000. To a lot of small businesses, that is a huge impact on their business. Exactly. exactly. A lot of money to most small businesses. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's something... That's just one thing they've now added to their business. So that was a, a great example. And I love, I'm a big believer in networking for anybody and everybody, you know, whether you're a business owner, a salesperson, a college student, you know, trying to find a job, like we have the power of things like LinkedIn and Twitter and any of social exactly. media where you really mm -hmm. can't connect with anybody. So I, I thought that was, I love that you brought that up because that's something I talk about a lot too. <laughs> um, 
So you said you had a specific program that you were maybe going to talk about a little bit further. Would you like to share more about that? Yeah, so uh, the Business Advantage Business Enterprise Program, again, yeah. speaking to the transportation sector, there's there's other agencies that are not in the transportation sector that has a similar program. Uh, they might call it the Minority Business Enterprise Program. Um, they might call it a small business policy. So there's like, different names of it, but initially it was stemmed as a result of receiving funds from the Department of Transportation. There's this um, the DBE program, which ensures that agencies that are receiving such funds are in, including um, minority and women-owned businesses in their doing business. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, alongside this program, there's a percentage, there's a goal that the agency wants to meet. Um, for example, I think LA Metro, don't quote me, at some point they were at 23%, which wow. essentially saying of all the funds that we receive, from the Federal Transit Administration, 23% of that is going to go to minority women-owned businesses. Now, to be able to participate as part of that program, you have to have the right certification, right? Um, So once you have that certification and you're able to register in their vendor portal, you can compete on any one of their solicitations. So the way they do it, or some of the agencies do it, is based on the contract type, based on the project type, they assign a specific goal for that contract. For example, um, something such as building a new warehouse, right? Mm -hmm. So the project comes to someone like me from the project manager and they say, this is our proposal, we're gonna be building a new warehouse, do an assessment. So what I do is based on the database we have, I do an evaluation of how many diversity, I mean, how many disadvantaged business enterprise do we have that are ready and willing to do this job? And then I place a percentage, so it might be 20%, right? And then the project manager, once they go through the process, um, the solicitation process and then awarding, the prime contractor is responsible for achieving that percentage. So 20% of their expenditures has to go to small businesses. A lot of small businesses don't know about it, but that's a guaranteed 20%, as long as you play your cards right, right? You do the networking, you reach out, make sure you have the right permits, the credits, and everything that's needed to assess your ability to do the work, of course. Um, But oftentimes, a lot of those projects that are coming out, that are being funneled through public administration, have similar programs with similar goals. The high-speed rail, for example, their authority, their goal is 30% of the amount that they receive, yes, from from public funding, 30% of that, their goal is to get that small business participation. And And that's a high-speed rail, that's a lot of money, that 30%. Exactly, because it slows down to all their primes, right? right? It slows down to the design builders, it slows down to their architectural, to their engineering firms. And we all have that same responsibility of achieving that small business participation or making aggressive good faith efforts to bring small businesses, minority owned businesses, women owned businesses, veteran owned businesses um, to participate on these projects, right? Because we know small businesses are a huge part responsible for our economy. They, they, they play a big role. 
But what we also, as part of the objectives of the Disadvantaged Business Enterprise Program, is to elevate that small businesses to where they can become a medium-sized business and ultimately one of the big guns, right? So they can employ more people, bring on more small businesses, and that way our economy is ever uh, evolving. Yeah. So that is the goal of this program. Yeah, and that, you know, it's I, I'm originally from California. I do live in Arizona now, so I've done some of my research on small businesses here specifically in Arizona, and for 2019, 99.3% of all businesses in Arizona were considered a small business. Yeah. Uh, applying about 47% of all jobs. So mm -hmm. it's majority, I mean, it's, it's literally almost every business in the state, and then it's almost half the jobs. So, I mean, that's exactly that's, it's so important to the economy. It really, it really is. It really and we have, we have a, a lot of tech here. So we have the, you know, we're, they're calling it the next Silicon Valley mm -hmm. um, in Arizona because we have, I think, like 350 um, small businesses that are tech related. And oh. more than half of those are women or minority owned. So mm -hmm. it's a really cool, diverse small business population here. And that's, I know my audience is kind of from all over, mostly California, Arizona, so that's where I'm from. And I've made a lot of connections. but. Um, and I know California is a small business population is very diverse as well. But um, so that's, yeah, everything you're talking about is so important for so many businesses. Um, yeah. Um, Interestingly, I was in uh, Arizona, what was that, January? I visited the, the city of Phoenix, the department, to see how they do business. And they have a lot of resources. They do. Um, yeah. And they do, they have a similar program where they do have goals for, that they plan to retain for small business participation, veteran business, and uh, disadvantaged business enterprises. And uh, I was, I was, I applauded their efforts because they do really try to take aggressive measures to ensure that they're doing what they can to, to make small businesses aware. So that's it for your Arizona audience. If they go to the city of Phoenix, their website, their small business program has a lot of um, useful resources. Yeah, good to know. I haven't looked a lot into it, but I know that it's pretty robust. Arizona is, uh, I think, definitely one of the more small business friendly mm -hmm. states that we, mm -hmm. <laughs> from what I know. Yeah. Well, I know our time is kind of running out here, but before we wrap it up, could you share, do you have maybe a favorite book or a podcast or a YouTube channel or anything like that that, that people could go look at to learn a little bit more about um, just working with the government or public seeking out public contract opportunities, things like that? Okay, well, I'm kind of a nerd. So my favorite read might not uh, entertain a lot of people, but uh, it's, it's so it's Title Six Forty Nine CFR Part Twenty Six. Okay. Um, it kind of goes into the different programs that have been generated for small businesses, diversity, um, minority, and disadvantaged businesses. Uh, so it goes extensively into what the regulation is. I find that it's important for small business to know the regulation because, with that knowledge, they have power. Yeah, and I find oftentimes because a lot of them don't really have the knowledge, um, they can't compete the level that I, I feel like they they could. Right. Um. So spending some time looking at that, and then the Small Business Administration (SBA). SBA is your best friend. 
um, because they know of all the federal opportunities, they know of all the set-aside programs, they know of all the resources, they can assist with overhead, they can assist you with um, strategies for growing your business. Um, so to me, that's, that is the closest we come to a one-stop shop, mm -hmm. is it? Well, this is um, administration within whatever area you live in. Yeah. Um, that that is the resource that I have. I hope that's sufficient. Oh, that is, that's great. No, and I I think a lot. I don't think a lot of small businesses think of the SBA beyond like loans. You know, they think mm -hmm. oh, I take a loan, that's it. But it really is a great resource. So I'm glad. That really you're and they they host so many different technical assistance workshops, yes. um, and you can go in there with a contract that you're trying to compete with uh, for. And they can walk you through it. And there's a stem from that. It's called the Procurement Technical Assistance Center. I'm not sure they have that um, worldwide. I'm not sure. I'm not um, sure. Yeah. Area. Yeah. It's called the PTAC. And the BTAC is also really resourceful because they're, they're hands on. And uh, if you have a contract, if you have a procurement you're trying to go after, they will sit down and walk you through what some of the requirements are, which is great. Yeah. yeah. Very helpful because that is that I think that's one kind of barrier to a lot of small businesses in, in pursuing these public contract opportunities is they're scared of all the red tape and the you know understanding how to fill out the forms right and how to meet the requirements and yeah. and so but there like I said there's so many resources out there that can help them navigate that yeah and I mean and to your point there are a lot of forms. <laughs> Because when you start dealing with public money, there's a lot of uh, channels for safeguard, right? Just to right. make sure we're, we're performing in the best interest in the best interest of the public funds right. and taxpayer dollars, of course. So, but I don't. I, I my hope and wish is that that is not. Uh, it doesn't act as a discouragement, because there's so many people like myself, mm -hmm. and we're willing to walk you through it. Right, we're willing right. to just do step by step because once you can jump through the the hoops, once you can jump through the forms they had to fill out one, two, A, B, and you start doing the work, it's really lucrative and it's sustainable, right? Because right? once you're able to build that relationship with that agency, now there's an incentive um, to reconsider you. And then if you partner up with big firms such as WSP and your Ecom and your Clark, um, you become part of their strategic partnership, right? And you become part of their circle. And uh, that's an incentive, again, to bring you back because we're familiar with your work and it can attest to um, success factors, right? Right. So, right. so once you get in there, then you're, it's like it's a long-term opportunity for, for continued revenue. Yeah, just get in. Just try to get in. <laughs> we want you to get in. <laughs> and it makes your job easier when you have those trusted resources to go to for the for the contract. So it's it's a win win on both sides. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have, I know our time is up, but I wanted to thank you so much for taking the time to to talk to me today and to share this knowledge on an area that I think a lot of small businesses really need to learn more about. Um, yeah, no, but like to connect with you, um, what's the best place for them to connect with you to kind of just start their network in the public public opportunities? <laughs> LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the best place. I'm not on any other social media platforms. I'm sorry. LinkedIn is all I can handle. Right. <laughs> just 
type my name, Rita Ohaya, and it will come up, and then email. And my email is fairly easy. It's just readohaya at gmail.com. Great. I will, I will be sure to drop your LinkedIn profile in the in the comments as well. <laughs> thank you. And uh, if, if I can't answer your question, thankfully, I have the resource. Someone is able to answer your question, so I'll forward you to the appropriate person. But hopefully, the information I provided today is impactful and valuable to a lot of your audience. So, I think I think it will be, and I know I definitely learned some something new today. So, I really appreciate your insight and knowledge, and and taking the time. My pleasure. Thank All you right. for having me. Tuning in, and have a great day. Nice. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Bye.